You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 458, The J-Men Show. You're listening to The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Everybody. And before we start, I'd just like to say rest in peace to somebody who I never met, but I deem to be a very close friend. And that was Mr. Tim Verporten, otherwise known to a lot of people as Surf Bits. Um, he was a massive influence on me when I first started podcasting. And it was with great sadness uh, that I learned of his death this weekend. So if if it's OK with everybody out there, I'd like to dedicate this show to him. Okay, everyone, so no guy this week, um, but uh, as you see from the top, I've actually called it the J-Men Show, and I've called it the J-Men Show because I've got two very special guests. After a bit of a hiccup on a start, <laughs> my first guest is James Turner from woodpad.co.uk. Hi, James, how are you? Hi there, guys. Not so bad, thank you. Well, I've saying that, I've been better. <laughs> but yeah, you've, right. been, you've, been okay. be- you've been better and so has your Mac, but we may come on to that in a little while. And the other very special guest who um, actually is a gentleman of similar hair colour persuasion. So although I have called it the J-Men Show, we could actually still call it um, the Ginga Show, actually. <laughs> Mr. Jeff Gamet from the uh, Mac Observer. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, and and I'm assuming when you used the term gentleman, you were using that loosely. Very. Absolutely. Excellent. Oh, yes. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, I know you both. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Okay, good. So, no, we're good there. Um, okay, so jumping in, what have I been doing with my Mac this week? Well, actually, <laughs> my youngest has seen the light. Um, and I've been setting up one password and obviously Dropbox for her so that she can sync her Agile Bits um, uh, database across multiple machines which she uses. And to be perfectly fair to her, she actually does qu- kind of use lots of very complicated passwords. Uh, and it's starting to tell, and I think she's starting to worry about forgetting them. So she must be getting old like me. Um, so I've set her up with one password and Dropbox, which is a, a big step forward. I just need my oldest to do the same thing when, when she comes back finally from Fiji. Uh, and also I've been looking for lots of iPhoto add-on software because I still haven't moved across to Aperture. I know I keep getting a slap on the wrist and people tell me that I should. But do you know, I like iPhoto. I, and... I think it it's still working for me. I'd like to see a few updates. Um, it occasionally hangs, but that could be down to my machine rather than the 25 or whatever it is, thousand photos I've got in there. Yeah, probably no, too. I think it's a photo just crashing on <laughs> It probably is. Well, it doesn't crash, actually, uh, Jeff, too, too often. It doesn't crash occasionally, but generally it just goes a little bit slow, but I think it's probably all that data I've got in there. So there's a, there's a guy I know who takes lots, and it's a similar size uh, iPhoto library, and what he does is makes a new iPhoto library for each uh, calendar year but he's, uh, because he does take a serious quantity of pictures. Um, yeah, I'm, that, seri- I'm seriously going to have to think about something like that, James, definitely. Yeah, I think that's how he got around it, because he had the same problem, because it's just trying to update such a vast uh, library of images, and it's. Um, I think that's that got around it, I think. Well, it bumps it all into that package, doesn't it? So uh, I'm going to have to do something anyway, because it is getting uh, it's several, I think it's several hundreds of, of gigabytes, so I am going to have to do something. Because um, it may not just be, a, you know, you've got 25,000 pictures, but they could be duplicated several times if you've got all the, um, all the oh, no, no, versions as well. Oh, so. yes, yeah, yeah, there's all of that that, that goes. Although I think I shoot a lot of RAW, so one, that that doesn't help. Um, but but also, obviously, so it should just be in the metadata. Because I think, actually, iPhoto used to duplicate all of the JPEGs if you made adjustments from memory. Uh, but with the RAW data, it does actually just keep it in the metadata. Oh, that's I fine. think. Yeah, I don't know whether Jeff knows that's right or not. Uh, um, I believe you're right. <clears throat> yeah, it keeps the separate metadata file. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. Anyway, James, what's been happening with you and your Mac in uh, uh, this week? Well, apart from it all going completely wrong since I've 
trying to start this record this podcast with you. It's been yeah. fine. Yeah, well, and when we started... <laughs> Anything can happen in the next half hour. And that certainly yeah. did, didn't it, really? I think there's something conflicting because uh, it's still up at the moment, even though I'm, I'm not recording it because I'm using Skype on the iPhone, but um, something's conflicting somewhere. But apart from the recent issues, it's been fine and dandy. Been busy with uh, various bits of work this week, uh, designing some staircases and uh, some little, you know, compliant you, staircases to fit into non-compliant openings and things like that. Do you do that with software off your Mac then? Is that yes. a specific Mac software or is it oh, just gen- generic um, drawing uh, it's, yeah, it's a, software? Yeah, it's a software called Mac Draft. Um, and it was actually born from... The original Mac Draw. I don't know if you remember Mac Draw. Many, many, many. Well, you. Oh, good times. Yeah, Mac Draw was excellent, um, and that was what I used to use originally. Was Mac Draw, uh, and when that was defunct, whenever that was, uh, this company called Mac. Well, it's Microspot is the software house, um, and that, at the time when they took it um, to version one of Mac Draft, it would open Mac Draw files. Which was brilliant because all of my drawings were in Mac Draft at the time. Sorry, Mac Draw. Um, so yes, so I've been using Mac Draft for probably ooh, ten years, I suppose. It's now in version six, but it's just basically a two D drafting package. Right. Um, but it does. The, it does the job for you. Does the job? Yes, it's very, very good. good. Yeah, it's Excellent. very good. And I I'm just. I just hope it's not that that's crashing your machine. Really. I don't think so. That hasn't changed. <laughs> but I have had a couple of bits of software that have updated recently. Ah. And I think something is uh, giving it grief. Well, that's very, good. It's that's very worrying, good. yeah, because this is, this is my main machine and, and it's just starting to hang again. Okay, um, Jeff. What about you? Anything happened in your Mac world? It's, you know, the reason I'm saying Mac, you you may have sussed the show title <laughs> being mymac.com. And although we seem to be drifting into the world of iOS, we still try and concentrate around the Mac where we can. Not always possible, I know, but you know, we try. Guy and I try and talk about our Macs and what we've been doing with them, even if it's very little. So, uh, same question to you, young sir. Sure, and uh, yeah, I did kind of pick up on the Mac theme just a little bit. Yeah. So, all right. The interesting. Well, Steve, what Steve would say, it couldn't be simpler. No, no, it couldn't. No. <laughs> uh, or at least simpler minds couldn't be simpler minds. No, that's right. Um, yeah. All right. So I've been trying to sort out an interesting issue this past week. I've moved my crash plan offsite backup drive to a different computer and it no longer works. Oh dear. Right. So to, to cut to the chase, I believe though I have figured out what the problem is. It's the version of Java that's installed on this other computer, this other Mac that I'm using. And I assume, guess what? <laughs> I assume, Jeff, that wasn't the other Mac that was restarting. I, no, no, it's actually the Mac I'm on right now. No, wait. Um, yeah, so it's what, what a weird esoteric problem to have come up where, yes. where when you finally narrow it down. And I haven't had a chance to, to, to try or test this yet, but I'm pretty sure it's a Java thing. Yeah, the dreaded Java. We we seem to that it's been a bit, little bit quiet on the Java front last few weeks, but I think there's still some major issues for Java coming up in the future. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Made up for but, it in the previous few months. Oh, it's been an update a week, isn't it? So now, one thing I noticed this morning, and this is completely unrelated to anything we've discussed so far, um, I I have a season subscription through the iTunes Store to Doctor Who. Right. So, so every Sunday morning when I get up, there's an email waiting for me, letting me know that the episode that aired the previous night is now available. And this entire season, the email has said, "Go to iTunes, and uh, and it should automatically download." And every episode. It has failed to download, and I've gotten an error saying that it's uh, that the episode is already downloaded. So then I have to go to the Doctor Who section on the iTunes Store, select the last night's episode, 
click purchase, get the dialog that says, you've already purchased this, do you want to download it again? Click yes and continue. And so season finale last night, they finally have the problem fixed today where it works like it used to, where you get the email and you click the link to download in the email and it all just works. So it only took them uh, a whole season or a whole series. <laughs> Right, we'll we'll keep we'll keep mum on that. Sounds sounds like your um your cutters have started up now, James. Well, I'm just printing out the show notes because I can't rely on this thing staying up longer. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, okay. So how many pages? It's only a couple of pages, isn't well, it? It's spitting out five apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Well, there you go. This is a this is a wild show, but there you go. Well, um, yeah, okay. No, that's fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll let you off, and I'm sure the listeners will too. So now we're going to go over to the MyMac uh, articles, and uh, James, you know the format here. I'll start off. If James could do the next one, and then uh, Jeff, if you want to take the next one after that, and then we'll just go through uh, sequentially until we reach the end. Okay, so over the MyMac.com uh, website, we've got Bad Gems. This is Tech Fan Podcast number 118. Uh, Tim and David discuss software subscriptions, uh, more on 4K televisions. Yeah, they really have a, having a go at those, I can tell you. Uh, the upgrade cycle in technology and, as usual, much, much more. So I, I haven't listened to that, but I'm assuming that their take on 4K televisions is probably in line with mine where, where it's a big crock of crap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's down that line, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. They, okay. They, they they call it. Yeah. Pretty much. And and that's probably the politest way they could come up. Or, yeah. <laughs> okay, James. So what are you printing out now? <laughs> <laughs> well, these are yeah, my notes. <laughs> oh, okay, I just so- assumed you're printing out the images from your brand new 4K TV. <laughs> Well, the way that this Mac is keeping up, you never know. Okay, so would you like to take the next one, James? Here we go. Artrage 4, a review by Kurt Blanchard. Artrage is a Macintosh painting and drawing application that allows you to apply paint or ink to virtual paper or canvas as naturally as you would to their real counterparts. Oil paints leave textural strokes, watercolours actually spread, marker ink bleeds into the paper, Palette knives smear. Pastels are generally ge- genuinely chalky. My Mac review rating is nine out of ten. The, do you not both think that actually uh, computer programs now, uh, both on the iPad and on the Mac, are so um, they're becoming so? I, I didn't say lifelike, but they're becoming so lifelike. Yeah, I, just incredible. I mean, I always used to use Artrage uh, uh, in the earlier versions. I haven't. I don't use it so much because I, I just don't have that much use for it. But um, it, it always struck me as being a pretty good application back then. Artbridge is pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't use it on my Mac right now, although based on Kurt's review, I'm thinking maybe I want to go back and, and take a look at it again. And, it was, and I didn't stop using it because I didn't like it. It's that I started doing so much more on my iPad. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I mean, those reviews, all of these reviews, as we always say, go over and read the full one because these are just snippets uh, from the reviews themselves. So, yeah, yeah, go and take a look and see whether it will interest you. If you'd like to take the next one then, Jeff? Sure. Oh, yeah, I see. I get the one that has the tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> Boom Volume Boosting app, and this review's by David Cohen. And David says, one of the delights of being a Mac fan is the availability of small, lightweight applications that provide specific, useful functionality to improve your computing experience. With Apple's traditional strengths in the area of music and video, many of these apps look to improve your media consumption experience, and Boom falls squarely into this market. And David gave this one an 8 out of 10. Yep. All right, so, so I'm assuming this is a software-based... Uh, audio enhancer for the built-in yes. speakers, say, in your MacBook Pro. Yes, yes, I believe so. I believe so. Um, and again, there's more on that particular article if you're interested over at the MyMac.com website. So, uh, yeah, and it gets a reasonable score. We've got lots of 8 out of 10s this week, actually. Um, the next one, which is the Genius Traveler 910 LS Laser Mouse. Uh, that's a review by Nam Segri. Uh, that's something I 
do Jeff. I haven't got his name wrong. I just do that. It's it's, it's a term of endearment. It is. You're dead right. <laughs> uh, the Genius Traveller 910LS uh, or 9010LS laser mouse is a comfortable wireless mouse, not Bluetooth, that feels good in the hand and provides some features that make it worth checking out. The mouse comes with a wireless receiver that you'll plug into a USB port. The receiver didn't work in the USB port on my Mac Pro. But as soon as I plugged in it into my USB hub, the mouse promptly sprung into life and no setup was required. He gave it an 8 out of 10, but you might want to go and read it just to find out whether that was an issue with his Mac or an issue with the product. I think it was his Mac myself, but there you go. I, I haven't read his review, but I have a theory on what the problem was. Oh, go, go for it. Okay, so you have two USB ports on your Mac. Yep. One is also the the USB channel for Bluetooth. And I have found that some dongles, wireless dongles that I plug in to the USB port that is also for Bluetooth causes a problem. If I switch it to the other USB port, it's fine. Interesting. Yeah. You see, this week is going to be really useful for listeners. They'll they'll turn off. They won't they won't they won't be able to take it if we actually give them reasonable information. Um, didn't one of the, the older MacBooks have uh, one USB port used to give more power than the other as well? I think you might be right there. I've cert- certainly on the Mac Minis, I, I think certainly on the Mac Minis you've got different uh, differential uh, USB ports on the back. Or you did have on the older ones. I don't know about the newer, the newer units. Yeah. Anyway, James, would you like to take the next yep. article? Next one is the Canex Dual Roll Hub, reviewed by Kurt Blanchard. Apple giveth and Apple taketh away. We lost firewire connectivity. We are gradually losing built-in optical drives. And on the latest MacBook Pros and MacBook Airs, we lost the Ethernet port. Never fear, Canex comes to our rescue with their new dual role hub. And he gives it a MyMac review rating 8 out of 10. Excellent. Sounds good. Jeff, would you like to take the next one? That would be I Cook Books. This is an app review by Eliza Pacelli. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. Elisa Pacelli. Now, I haven't got... (laughs) You you must have it. No, I haven't got it. I haven't got it. Um, (laughs) We've got some sound bites, Jeff, just so you know, where um, the people of some, some of these items have sent in, it's not... Suze, it's Susie, along those lines, and Elisa mm-hmm. sent one in. You say Pacelli, and I say Pacelli. But unfortunately, I don't have that sound clip. Guy does. So he's going to probably put this in in editing now, but it's Elisa Pacelli. I can't even remember what it is now. Pacelli, I think it is. You say Pacelli, and I say Pacelli. Pacelli? Oh, man. So so I completely butchered Well, I don't know. You, you want to know. I apologize. You, you want to know it was my fault for not warning you. There you go. So she can still slap me and not you. So, uh, Elisa, feel free to, to uh, slap Gaz. <laughs> Word on the street is you actually enjoy that. So shush, it's a win-win. Shush, shush, I mean, shush, nothing? Shush. Nothing? <laughs> All right. Uh, what, what am I looking Okay, iCookbook. In March 2013, Elisa reviewed the Crock-Pot Recipes app and was very pleased with a variety of recipes. The developers of the Crock-Pot Recipes app have another fabulous cooking app that contains recipes for Crock-Pot oven and grill simply named i cookbook i would i would expect to see uh crock pot recipes in the crock pot recipe app so yeah um all right and she gives this app an eight out of ten so not bad not bad at all uh the next one is platformer messenger bag for ipad this is a review by uh, nam segri again uh strota's unusual platformer messenger bag for ipad is basically a high quality carrier carrier case carrying case that can be converted to a sort of desktop that dangles from your neck and enables you to use your tablet without holding it in your hands um he gives that and it's a you know again go over to the website to read the full review but he gives that an eight out of ten it seems to be the eight out of ten week show i should have perhaps called it that but sam also posted a link because julie keel or cool or keel you podcasting fools it's keel not cool you podcasting fool um previously did a review of the same product so uh, you can read both reviews to get insight on that particular item you know we uh, at mac observer we gave that an editor's choice award at did mac you? Mm-hmm. excellent excellent so there you go there's another positive for it is that me? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> An Apple TV TV set. Why? 
an opinion piece by Guy Sell. We know that guy, don't we? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. try not to. Yeah, but. And he says, for, for quite some time, various Apple Watchers have been talking about an Apple TV as an actual television set with all the extras. Except Guy doesn't seem to think it... Uh, I need to put my teeth in again. <laughs> Except Guy doesn't see it happening like that. Go over to the website and read what Guy had to say about the subject. I'm sure. I'm sure Jeff has got some uh, uh, opinions on Apple TV. I, I most certainly do. The, the condensed version is Apple Television makes no sense to me. Uh, an Apple TV makes a lot of sense because well, we already have it, and it turns any television into an Apple Television. Yeah. I'll agree with that as well. I could go on for hours, but uh, but since uh, the the next bit is uh, uh, from Julie Kuehl, well, <laughs> and, and Julie is absolutely awesome. I just love her. Yeah, absolutely. And she does some writing for you guys as well, does she? Yes. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Well, if you would like to take the last item for this week, that would be superb. All right, so Julie has a book review. It's Keel, not cool, you podcasting fool. On Mac Hacks. Uh, the cover of Mac Hacks features a Swiss Army knife, which is very fitting given the breadth of topics this book addresses. And there isn't anything else here, so what I'm going to do is pretend like she said other things. Like, the the photographs in the book are just dreamy, and the pages smell wonderful. <laughs> she gets it an 8 out of 10 rating. Yeah, so go over and read what Julie thinks about the book. <laughs> okay, so moving on to our Google commu- Google Plus community. Um, do you all remember out there um, the Morse code review that we had in iTunes last week? Um, well, if you go over to um, the oh yes, you don't know about that, do you? Oh, James? I haven't heard that you haven't yet. Literally, I, yes, we we had a someone review. actually sent you a review done in Morse code. Yes, yes. Excellent. Oh, that's Thank just you. awesome. <laughs> Um, they did, and it, it was complimentary. Um, but basically, if you go over to Community Plus page uh, and try and keep up the conversation that Troy and Guy were having, um, Morse code, yes, it gets much more complicated, actually, than just Morse code in some of the things they were talking about. So as we've said before, the G Plus page is uh, a good little community. Go over and join it. Um, Guy was also got a telling off from Troy for, wait for it, Mullering his name. Now, Troy will like that. And if you understand why, you'll need to become a G Plus member uh, to see more. Okay. Uh, oh, feedback. I see. You you are enticing people to to come to your G plus hangout. <laughs> we are. I wasn't picking up on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's me all over. I like to entice. Um, a that's thing. what I hear. I, <laughs> We've never met. You don't know. Um, a, th- a thank you from last week's iTunes reviewer, Digital Horse, who I think Jeff knows, actually. Um, yes. Yeah, because although Guy isn't here, he still sent him a wooty. If you remember, you do a review in iTunes. Uh, we thank you very much. We read the iTunes review out, and you get a little wooty from Guy. Um Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You don't worry, Jeff. Don't worry, Jeff. <laughs> you might be getting a wooty as well, Jeff. You know, uh, I hope you at least buys me a drink first this time. <laughs> well, actually, um, Digital Horse will rename nameless, even though I have the pantless one on the show this week. <laughs> So is that? I hope that's okay, horse. Um, I also got an email regarding my brief challenge in the last uh, my Mac podcast, which again James didn't hear. No, but, but I'm going Not to yet. play the. I'm going to play this. Okay, that's enough of that. And I also played this. I wish I was a spaceman, the fastest guy alive. Okay, now, um, do you recognise either of those tunes, gen- gentlemen? Recognise the first one. You recognise the first one, Jeff? Oh. Do you recognise either of those? <sighs> they sound vaguely familiar, familiar but yeah. I don't know where I recognise them from. Okay, so the email said regarding your brief challenge, and it was a very brief challenge in uh, the last MyMac um, podcast. I thought would champions the cause and support that alternative browser, Fireball XL Five. 
Ah, yes, yes, you see. The champions. Do you remember the champions now, gentlemen? It was uh, a. It was more too young. Yeah, (laughs) right. I I don't know whether you got the. Yeah, I don't know whether the the champions were shown in the US. It was about basically three people, um, Jeff, who had superpowers, and they were like agents, secret agents that worked together to uh, to conquer bad over evil or con- yeah conquer evil um, when was this um, on the tv 60s 70s or uh, late 60s 70s through the 70s yeah. it was repeated plenty of times through the 90s for you though oh. jeff because i know uh-uh. you're only f- i know you're only about 14 right um, right yeah, I, c- yeah. I can't wait till i get my driver's permit yeah <laughs> and, th- and the second one obviously was fireball xl5 which was um i think that was a was that another anderson production yeah it was yeah i think that was an anderson that was production. after thunderbirds wasn't it uh, I believe it might have been. Um, okay. This is why I recognize the the bits of music. I mm. don't know if I've seen much of either of the shows, but uh, but the the Jerry Anderson show that I got totally hooked on was Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. Yes. yes. And uh, and so later on. Uh, much later on when we had the magic of of the internet and I could start doing more research about what Jerry Anderson did uh, I remember both both of these coming up along the way but I think the only way I can see them here is if I uh, if I go and get the DVDs either that or probably snippets on um, YouTube and and that's probably what I've actually seen. Yeah, people put little you know, clips like some up on YouTube. Of, some of these older shows may actually have the whole whole uh, episodes on on YouTube now. There's quite a few of old kids programs and old old TV programs from way back are, are popping up, and uh, the the copyright holders are actually leaving them on because it's it's boosting their DVD sales. <laughs> yeah, that well, uh, some of them are starting to get it. I'm doing yeah. air quotes now, um, where, you know, if you make your material available, there is enough people out there that will actually go out, listen to it, use it, but then go on and buy the material. Yeah. Um, because people still like to be able to see it in one better quality without the interruption of uh, adverts. Um, and two, people still like to own the stuff and look at it, at, you know, at their leisure on the TV. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yes. Anyway, uh, Spligosh finished off by saying, podcast had me laughing out loud as always. Keep up the good work. And I think you probably know Spligosh as well. Uh, Probably from over at the IMP podcast, Jeff. Yes, I know Spligosh. I know Digital Horse from uh, Digital Horse primarily from the Two Our Talk cast. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Hi, gang. Yeah, hi. They're they're all out there (laughs) listening. It's it's like a big family, isn't it, really? The the Mac world. That's what it is. It's a big community. Not, not Alabama-style family, though. No, 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 no. <laughs> let's, let's be careful now. Okay, so I'm going to take us out uh, for the first break, and we have a tradition here, um, Jeff, and that tradition is... Stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> that was somebody doing an impersonation of me. <laughs> I, I I I was confused because for a minute I just assumed it was you. It's, it's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> Hey, Guy, have you heard about Not Another Mac Podcast? Oh, not another Mac Podcast? Yeah, so you've heard of it then? Heard of what? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you keep repeating yourself. I'm just telling you the name of the show. No, you don't. You keep telling me about Not Another Mac Podcast. Yep, that's the one. What's the one? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you nitwit Brit, have have you been drinking? No, you big young tank. Listen. Not Another Mac Podcast is a roundtable discussion with Mac users and experts from all over the world. Hey, Gaz, we've been on that podcast. Are we experts now? Oh, brother. You can find us in iTunes by searching for Not Another Mac Podcast or get it through the Stoplight Network podcast feed. Listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast probably won't cure male pattern baldness, 
but can you afford to take that chance? Now, second section, uh, a couple of questions for uh, J&J. Um, Holy crap, there's more. Yeah, sorry. Really sorry. I, I mean, okay, it's great to be back. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and welcome back to the <laughs> Mac Clubcast. I might as well take it on there. That's good. We're in, we, This is the second section. And as you all know out there, we, we do a little bit of a... Uh, uh, dare I say serious piece in this section? No, I daren't. No, because it's not normally uh, that serious. So um, I popped a uh, question into the G Plus community uh, and had quite a lot of responses from people. Um, So I'm going to ask the two Js on this week's show the same question. Uh, I'm going to ask it first to uh, Jeff uh, and then obviously to James. So you're lucky this time, James. You've got a little bit of time to think about it. Um, and I, the question was, how long do you interact with your iOS device compared to your Mac? And do you think that means that the iOS device is more important, a device compared to your Mac? Wow. Okay. So I am not a typical user because I sit at my desk writing articles for hours and hours on end uh, most every day. So my computer usage compared to my iOS usage is probably skewed a little bit. Um, However, when I step away from my desk, it's my iPad that's in my hand all the time. And when when I take off and run errands or I'm off doing whatever else that doesn't involve me being at my desk. My iPhone and my iPad go with me pretty much everywhere and I use them a lot. So I would not say that my iOS devices are more important than my Mac, but they 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 are on equal footing and very critical for what I do and especially my iPhone because that becomes my my office and everything communication device. Just in my pocket, everywhere I go. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a, a loaded question, I suppose, because most people, you know, when I talk iOS device, I'm, I suppose I'm generally thinking about the iPhone. Um, and obviously, since the iPhone arrived on the market back in, was it, what, 2007? Was it 2007, 2008? Yeah, 2000s. Six two thousand seven. Like um, yeah, yeah. It, it completely changed the way people uh, use, obviously, that particular device. Whereas before, you had a phone, and you know, some people actually. I used to use uh, a Palm uh, quite a lot as well, which you know had a lot of digital information on. Oh, there. so did I. And um, you know, the phone has just amalgamated all that together. Um, so, as I say, it was a little bit of a loaded question um, because I, for me. I I use the iOS devices so much more than I use my Mac, but there is stuff that I do on my Mac that I don't feel that I can achieve the same results uh, on the iOS device. So it's a bit unfair to say that the Mac or the iOS device is more important because it all depends what it's being used for, of course. But I was interested to see the reaction from people as to you know whether they deem that they are either associated devices or they are actually completely different devices um, which is how I look at them I look at them as two completely separate entities they happen to interlink and they happen to sync with each other for certain items um, but I do deem that they are um, two totally uh, different devices I suppose so James what about you because I I know obviously you're you're a little bit concerned because at at this point in time you're hoping that your Mac will kick up and boot into life and for both of you i suppose it's a lifeline to your businesses it is yeah yeah i mean i'm very similar to jeff you know while i'm at work i'm i'm using the mac quite a lot um and uh if i'm away from the office and at home then my main devices are ios um although we do have a macbook uh that i use as well at home uh, and I'm using it more than I have done, only really because my iPad is, is getting a bit cranky because it's the original iPad, so it's getting on a bit now. Um, and there are certain things that you can't do with it, which I'm using particular software, which doesn't lend itself to a small screen in iOS. Um, so I would say that they are as equally as important as each other. Um, However, if I wasn't running a business, then I could quite comfortably do without a Mac, I think. 
I could manage with that. Well, I certainly heard from, from you, Jeff, that you know you, you you deem that your iPhone is your digital office when you're out and about. Do you do any any work on it? I.e., when I say work, obviously any writing because that's your your main uh, profession, I assume. Not on my iPhone, but that's where my iPad goes right. everywhere. And then that that becomes my bigger screen personal office. And, and so, in the old days, my laptop went with me everywhere because you never know when something is going to happen. Where you have to get in the middle of writing an article, uh, editing someone else's piece, and so I would have to take my my MacBook with me everywhere I went. And when the iPad came out, that changed everything. And then it, it would be my iPhone and iPad that goes everywhere. And that's still how it is for me. Um, so I don't write articles on my iPhone, although I did try doing that uh, a long time ago just to see if I could. And I could, but it was kind of painful. But I write articles all the time on my on my iPad. And, and-, and so I, I've written full reviews. Like, okay, when I do my iPad reviews for Mac Observer, I write the entire review on the iPad. And so we're talking about articles that that run at least a thousand words. And do you use the onboard keyboard or, you know, the on-screen keyboard or do you use a... a yes, I do. Yeah, I, I don't have too much of a problem with that onboard, the uh, on-screen keyboard. I know a lot of people do, but I, I actually quite like it. I, I touch type yeah. with it. Yeah. Maybe it's because we are a superior part of our species. We, we, <laughs> we are being gingers. Absolutely. That's yeah. right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Good stuff. Okay. Right. My second random thought, it was a rather random thought was, um, do you think that we're currently in the eye of a hurricane? Um, we haven't had anything special from Apple for some time now. Uh, not that we should expect Apple to produce something fabulous every, well, whatever it is, 18 months, two years or a year. Um, but we've had little uh, in the way of updates uh, for both software and hardware. And I've got a sneaky feeling that Tim Cook and the team have changed the schedule somewhat. And I think that co- <laughs> I think come WWDC uh, and then the autumn and the fall period, uh, we're going to be seeing a plethora of new items in both hardware and software. What does everybody else think? Well... Uh, WWDC, we know we're going to get a preview of OS 10, 10.9, and iOS 7. And I suppose we could see some, some minor hardware changes. But Tim Cook made it pretty clear that it's this fall before we actually get uh, big stuff. So my guess is we get previews of what's to come in June. And then... September-ish, it everything just breaks loose, and we get uh, new iPhones and new iPads and and major upgrades to Macs, and and uh, and it will be much like it was last October when Apple across the yeah. board pretty much re- revamped the entire I, product I, line. Yeah, I was going to refer to that because they certainly did that last year, didn't they? When you know people were saying, "Well, we ha-, they and they the thing is they soon forgot about it. It seemed to me that you know we'd. People are so fickle. Yeah. <laughs> incredible, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. And I'm not, I'm going to say at this point, I'm not going to expect anything fabulous. I'm just going to expect updates and new. I think the biggest fabulous thing may come in most likely the iOS software, uh, less likely to be the, the Mac software, but I'm not expecting anything fabulous when it comes to, um, to hardware. What do you think, James? Well, I'm just wondering whether or not the reason they're not updating some of the hardware, like the Mac hardware, because they're waiting for the new Intel processors to come out. Because there's a, there's a, a major update to those on the way, I believe. Uh, so that could be a, one of the reasons they're hanging back on the hardware of, of Macs. But, um, yeah, I mean, a, a yearly upgrade of, of um, iOS devices seems enough i don't seem to seem to think they should update any quicker than that i know they did last year but that was mainly to get lightning onto all the devices but um it would be nice i think to spread it out a bit but that's just so there's something to talk about really but 
other than that well i I think in the past we were probably a little bit spoiled weren't we really because they they would come out with something that was an update to a device and it might be quite special and it was spread over the year which seemed a logical step for them as a a, as a company because one it kept the the news headlines rolling uh, about apple doing this aren't they great they've done this aren't they great they've done that something else something else rumor on this rumor on the other um but they kind of moved away and I, i wonder whether that's a a conscious a conscious act by by apple yeah. apple doesn't do anything by accident no. yeah it's a very conscious decision and okay so i think that uh, when apple was in the every quarter something big happening phase that they did that so that they had complete control over their their news cycle they also evened out their quarterly revenue more because before steve jobs came back apple was in a cycle where they'd have a big quarter which was the the end of the year and then they'd have these massive drop-offs in revenue after that and so scattering all these cool products out over the course of a year means a big product launch every quarter, which means revenue stays more stable throughout the year. I don't think they need to worry about that anymore. So moving stuff so that they can have new stuff right before the holiday buying season means that companies like Samsung and HTC and Dell, they don't have time to react to what Apple is releasing. And uh, and Apple goes in to the holiday season even stronger. Yep. And, and that's uh i think that's a, a very good point so i think we'll leave it there um tell us folks what do you think do you think they're going to be leaving it do you are you expecting anything special is anyone expecting a a, a watch which actually links up to a new tv uh and not only tell <laughs> uh for the love of god not, 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 really. not only tells you the time but takes your picture from the tv and then syncs everything oh yeah i'm with you jeff on that if if apple come out with a television set I'll eat this highlighter I've got in my hand. I really can't see it at all. I just... I, I really hope that's a non-toxic highlighter because now that you've said that, Apple will release a television just <laughs> to spite you. No, it's a chocolate-flavoured one, so I'll be all right. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you believe that, you believe anything. Um, yeah, I can't. I really can't see him coming out with a TV. I, I agree with you about the Apple, uh, the Apple TV box that they've got at the moment. And uh, that's kind of all I'd want them to do, I, I, you know. There are so many TVs out there that they'd have they'd have to basically go along the the lines of producing something that was uh, extremely quality driven, which you'd expect from Apple. Um, so they're going to be up in the you know the thousands and thousands of pounds for a TV set, and going into a store, an Apple store to buy a TV, I just can't see it. I just can't see it. I don't know where they would put those in the store. There, there's not room in Apple's back area in their no. stores to keep a bunch of televisions no, no i just i just don't see it at all and i and and really do they want to start you know to start to compete and and they wouldn't be they'd be producing something which somebody else would be i know somebody else puts all their products together at the moment but they have a lot more control over a lot of those component parts whereas the component parts will be generally being made by most of their competitors at the moment so i i can't mm. see it i can't see it Anyway, James, would you like to take us out of this section? Hmm, I've, I've landed you on that one, haven't I? Can you remember? You have, because I can't remember what you want me to do now. <laughs> stand by. Oh, you want, it's another yeah. one of those. All I can do is, I can do a stand by. Yes. Uh, any particular any, way? Any way you like. Just... Anyway, as long as, long as, as long as you're on the phone, just say it, what, baby. Well, yeah, I, I'm definitely here. Well, we'll just do a normal stand by to stand by. And we'll be right back. Tim Robertson. He is David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. God damn it. This this kind of crap has got to stop. But that being said, enough is enough. Stop goddamn copying everybody else. They're a bunch of parasites, and then they're a little leech. It sucks the blood out of the consumer because they had no innovation in that company. Tech Fan Podcast. Calm, rational, and family-friendly. Every Friday. 
because somebody had to, the G-Men on the MyMac Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to the last section of the MyMac.com podcast with myself. Yes, that's one of the G-Men, but there's no other G-Men. There's a couple of J-Men here with uh, James and Jeff who unbelievably have stayed. I I can't believe it myself, but there you go. Um, Well... You tied us down. That's true. I, I you know, okay. it was there. I, I was told if you don't tie them down, send help. Send help. <laughs> yes, but we'll be finished by the time it comes, so we're all right. Now, what I want you to do, Jeff, is nod your head. Hit it. It's time for Gazzy's tip. Um, there's a, there's a, oh, I did more than that. <laughs> I was totally rocking Excellent. Out. It is a bit of a rocking tune, isn't it? Um, okay. Do you have lots of contacts in your address book? Oh, well, hang on a minute. This is an old one. That's not my, that's not my tip. That's not my tip. <laughs> oh my word. I've come. Sorry. After your misfortune. I have completely messed up there. Um, because my tip has disappeared. Guy's got a pick as well. Maybe it was just called out. Okay, here we go. I see what I've done. I see what I've done. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I see what I've done, folks. I'm going... I, I see exactly what I've done. And if you're watching the show notes, Jeff is, but you're not uh, James, he'll... No, I have a printer. He'll see what I've just done. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. I'm not seeing All right, so... Your print should be changing right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, right your now. printout should be changing. Okay, so I often use this keyboard shortcut, so I thought it's about time that I shared it with the rest of you. If you if you stop laughing, James, will you please? This this is serious stuff I'm doing here. Okay, if you, oh, if you hold down shift shift option and command, and then hit the letter V, you will paste whatever you've got in your clipboard. If you've pasted uh, copied something from the web, for example, without any formatting into the document that you are currently in. So let me tell you tell you what I do here. Sometimes I will take bits from the mymac.com website where I will take some of the reviews and I will copy a section of that review and paste it into text edit. And that is the shortcut I use so that it pastes it without any formatting. Uh, it does seem like a bit of a difficult combination to do, but it's actually not that bad. And uh, you might find it useful elsewhere. Mm. Okay, now James knows what's coming, Jeff. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. Is that the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. I totally rocked out again. <laughs> yeah. it, it really is. Okay, now, before I jump into... Uh, Guy didn't send us a pick. Sad face. Well, I, I've got to say, Guy, next time, you know, could you just have a bit of forward planning and send me your pick? Because I'm absolutely disgusted that you, you haven't sent one. So I'm really unhappy about that. I'm going to have to give him a good time. All right, off. Guy's tip this week is goat cheese. <laughs> because if you're lactose intolerant, you can still have cheese. There you go. How's that? I'll tell you what, Guy, Jeff got you out of a hole there, I'll tell you. Definitely, definitely. Superb. Thank you very much. That was uh, really good. Um, that was sort of linked to Gazzy's pink, really. <laughs> Is it? No, sort well, of, but it's it not. The, the song, there was goat herds in the sky, weren't they? In the song of, uh, of your pink. <laughs> 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 what that's in the song. <laughs> what of this of your pick? Rawhide. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you wait till you hear what it actually is, James, and then you might it was ghost yeah. birds, I think. <laughs> so before we go too far down the hole, which we've probably already gone, uh James, would you like to tell us what your pick is? <laughs> yes. Certainly. Uh, well, my pick is a, is a piece of software I've been using for about 10 years, actually. Um, but I upgraded to a newer version this week, which reminded me of how much I use it and rely on it. Um, and it's a piece of software called Security Spy. And it is a bit of software that will look at any security cameras that you have connected to your Mac, either IP cams, USB cams, FireWire cams, built-in eyesight cams, any camera connected will see it, record it, uh, put it off-site if you want it, 
and does all sorts of wonderful things. Um, and I use it for running my security cameras, which are IP cams. Um, and while I'm in the office, because my office is at the back of the buildings, I can see if there's anybody coming in and go and greet them rather than just wandering around aimlessly, not knowing if there's anybody here. Um, and as I say, when I'm not here, it, they've got uh, motion sensors on the software that will, if there's any motion, record for that two seconds before, two seconds after, and then shove all the data off-site. Um, very good. And it's also got masking, so if there's a particular area that your video camera is looking at and it's blowing a gale and all the wind and rain or whatever is moving all the trees and shrubbery about, you can mask that area so it won't sense that part, so it won't record constantly. So oh, that's record cool. Something. Yeah, it's very, very good. And it's called, as I say, Security Spy, and it is by uh, a software house called bensoftware.com. Um, various licenses, depending on how many cameras you've got. And as I say, I've been using it for about 10 years, and it's, yeah, always going. Great bit of software. And it just reminded me this week, as I say, because I upgraded um, to a newer a piece of software, which could, of course, also be the problem I'm having with my Mac. Yeah, possibly. Unlikely. <laughs> well, if you'd like... We'll blame it on Safari. Yeah, and why not? Yeah. Why not? If you could send me the links to that, um, James, that would be absolutely superb yeah. once you're back online properly. Uh, do. Jeff, do you have a pick or a tip, or and it can be anything, um, uh, for us this week? Sure. I, I will go with something totally frivolous. And uh, and it's for the iPad and I think the iPhone also. It's a game. It's a Lego game, and it's called Batman Two. And I'm not a big gamer, but if I okay, so if I come across a game where I just keep playing and playing, then it has to be really good. And I've already spent over five hours playing Lego Batman Two. Excellent. And yeah, so you you play as Batman. Or Robin, and you can jump back and forth between the characters. Can you play a buddy? And yes, once you have completed the uh, the main levels or, or the story version of the game, then you can play as uh, as pretty much any character you want. But as you're going along through the story version, you will unlock characters, and uh, and so I, I've already hit a point where I unlocked Superman. And uh, and I thought I had unlocked Catwoman as well, but uh, but apparently not. So anyhow, you can play as a bunch of bad guys. You can play as a bunch of good guys. And when you complete the whole game, which I haven't done yet, then you can have like teams of superheroes or teams of super bad guys. Do you, do you not think that it's totally weird that a um, a block brick game that was produced in in the Nordics? Um, I think they're in the Nordics. Are they, uh, are they Swedish? I can't remember now, Lego, where it comes from. Have come up with computer games which everybody loves. Because I think I chose one the other week, which was a Star Wars game, which was a Lego Star Wars game. Uh, I love Lego Star Wars. It's just, I think it's just crazy that, you know, a, a company has come up and, and they, are, they can produce superb software games that everybody, you know, loves. But you know they're a toy manufacturer. I, it just, I it's still, I still think it's hilarious. But yeah, we all love Lego. We do. Okay, so they do a, a great job of of making their physical product approachable to all ages yep. or by all ages, and they've taken that same philosophy and applied it to video games. And the 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 puzzles that you play in the Lego games are challenging enough that you have to stop and think about them but they're not so challenging that you get frustrated and just give up and the Very fact true. that that even though your character may die while you're playing you don't have to start over yeah that's that's the yeah that so, they certainly get their their starting points correct don't they in the game yes so you don't you don't have the frustration that turns me off from most video games with the lego games and the graphics are just fun and uh, and it's yeah so lego batman 2 it Super. rocks 
It's in the United States. It's four ninety nine. So I'm assuming with the value of the dollar, it's probably about in the UK. 99. It's like seventy five cents. <laughs> it's not quite that bad. It's not quite that bad. <laughs> it used to be. It's not anymore. Don't worry. Um, okay, so I've got a pick which is a very new pick. I've not given this a full testing out yet, and it does come with a lot of provisos. Um, talking earlier about how large my iPhoto library is because I now shoot in RAW, the problem with shooting in RAW is the image size is very much larger than if you just show, uh, shot your pictures in JPEG format. Now, I like to shoot in RAW because I never know when I'm going to get that shot, which just needs a bit of tweaking when I get it back into iPhoto. And you can you can shoot a RAW uh, image and um, put it into iPhoto and it still gives you quite a bit of ability to change or you can obviously use an external editor uh, and make the change and then import it back into iPhoto um, but there's a lot of images also which really really do I need to keep them in the raw format probably not um, and there is a product which I've been trialing which is called Rawhide go on go on James go for it yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can do a better yes, yeah yeah I'll, I'll do that again okay so i've got a product which is called rawhide that's yeah. better uh, for for iphoto and this what this product does it's one pound 99 in the uk so it's probably something like 2.99 uh 2.99 dollars uh in america i i i'm taking a guess at um and what it does is it takes the raw file that you really don't need anymore. You know, it could just be an image of um, my family uh, or it could be an image of anything that you're quite happy to convert into a JPEG format. OK, so why would I want to do that? One, I'm quite happy with the image as it is. Two, I want to save space because a JPEG um, a quality, uh, high quality JPEG is still a much smaller file than the raw file that I would have. Um, so that's what I'm doing. I'm trialing this uh, at the moment. And um, so far, so good. You can buy it through the Mac App Store, but it's also av available as a trial uh, product on their we website, which is SS Soft Limited. So SS uh, OFTD ltd.com sssoftlimited.com uh, go over and take a look if you're interested but just remember once you've got rid of your your raw image it's gone you've only got the jpeg and your ability to be able to change a jpeg is much less than it is with a raw so just just take that proviso in uh, if you're going to make any changes or, of course, back up your complete folder or your complete uh, iPhoto uh, library and put it some on another disk. So you've got a whole library of disks on your wall. And if you need a shelf, a wooden shelf, then you need to speak to James. Isn't that right, James? Oh, yeah. Do you see what I did? Do you Absolutely. see what I did there? I'm good with wood. He's good, he's good with wood. <laughs> he is good with wood. Uh, we've got a people's pick. Um, this is from Tom Schmidt who says, um, and I haven't got a great lot of details about this, but he uses Priorities To Do, which is an iOS app. He says it helps me schedule and organize home chores. So go over to the iTunes um, store and have a look for Priorities, uh, which is a to-do iOS app. And that came from Tom. I think it sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. Anything that, that helps me get chores done, horrible. Well, if it helps you get them done, then it, it must be nice. You know what would be even better? Is if it would help someone else get my ah, chores done. Now, I'd buy now that what app. he hasn't said is that he may be able to do that. He may he may be that he can do that with this app. I'll have to Tom, if you're listening, tell us whether you can use this app to help other people do your chores and uh, we'll find out next week so they should charge twice what they do for this app <laughs> yes i'm not sure how much it is actually i haven't gone over and had a look i'll have to slap myself on the wrist again or guy will next week don't worry um so that's two slaps i've got coming one from guy and one from elisa i'm looking forward to next week um okay so facebook yeah we've got a facebook page uh it's still at 131 likes yeah 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 we know all about that you know what guy's feeling is on facebook uh itunes if you'd be so kind as to go over and give us a review and remember as uh has done this week we've had a listener who's done exactly that and received a wooty but to receive a wooty which jeff jeff 
Yeah. Jeff's <laughs> so looking forward to receiving a Wooty. Oh, <laughs> boy, howdy. Yeah, yeah. Just you, you're going to be so pleased when you get your Wooty, Jeff, I tell you. Um, that, that's what now, I Now, James, did you get one? Yes, you, I have you a Wooty. You have a Wooty. Yeah. Oh, you call oh, yeah. it a Wooty, do you? Yeah, definitely a wooty. Okay, so so I hope that you've actually oh, yeah. printed it off and you know put it. Oh, it's it's framed, is it? It's, it's framed on the wall. Yes. You yes, really yes, need yes. most suitable for framing. Oh, yes, that's oh, yes, so. yes. There's you know these wooties they take hours to produce, Jeff. So it... <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I, I hear I the workers they have tiny little hands and it takes so long to put each. Absolutely. You, they, yes. Anyway, if you do leave an iTunes review, send us your email and you'll get a, re- a wooty. That's, you know, that's bribery to its nth degree. If you'd like to contact Guy to do just that, um, you can send him an email, guy at mymac.com. Uh, you can also contact him. Now, I hope James is going to jump in here. Uh, you're ready, are you? That's good. That's good. Oh, yeah. uh, um, you can contact uh, Guy at twitter.com forward slash Mac Parrot. Ah! <laughs> I'm sure you can do a... See, I'm easy to do. <laughs> you can also contact myself, gaz at mymac.com or on the Twitters, twitter.com. And I hope Jeff's ready again. Sorry, James, because Jeff won't know what's going on here. Uh, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, G-A-Z-M-A-Z. Z. Z. It's not the same, guy. It's not the same. Come back, all is forgiven. So <laughs> you can also contact both of us at twitter.com forward slash guy and gaz G U Y A N D G A Z. Send an e Z. You can send a, an email to feedback at mymac.com. Uh there's also a Skype number which is plus one seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. God, I've got that lot out of the way. Uh it normally takes a lot longer though, doesn't it, James? Oh, yeah. Um, Gentlemen, I have to say, thank you so very much for coming on. Um, It's been an absolute blast. I knew it would be. And I knew that Jeff would come with some intelligence to the programme. Not that you you wouldn't as well, James. (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's not that me. But um, where can the listeners contact you or where can they find your wares? Uh, James, let's, uh, let's jump in with you first. Uh, you can find all about me at uh, about.me forward slash JC Turner. That's got links to various places, including woodpad.co.uk, which everybody knows about that, and uh, various other things that I do, which is business and scouting and uh, Mac for Mac website, which is uh, a forum which is associated with the uh, largest selling uh, British mac magazine in the uk and um that's pretty much it jc turner sorry jct underscore woodpad on twitter superb uh jeff where can the folks uh, find you and uh, all of the stuff and those lovely little drawings that you do occasionally on the uh, uh from your seat in one of those coffee cafes that you occasionally attend so Yes, I do occasionally attend. Okay, so you can find me at MacObserver.com. I'm the managing editor, so I hang out there a lot. Uh, go check out the awesome stuff people write because we have some brilliant people. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter and app.net. I'm JGAM at both places. And the the coffee shops that you have mentioned, you can you can see what it is that I experience when I hang out in coffee shops at freshbrewedtales.com. And sometimes I include a photograph, sometimes I include a drawing, but it's always true. And they are funny. I've, I've seen some of those. And actually, you mentioned the Mac Observer and you've got some great writers. I did mean to actually have a uh, Mac Observer tip, which was posted this week, I believe, by, is it Jared Apperson? Is that right? Yes, yes, Jared. He wrote an awesome tip about uh, customizing the uh, the main screen on your Apple TV. And I love this. I love this. Now, yeah, I already great. knew about the fact that you could hold down your center button and make the you know all of those apps wiggle and move them about. But what I didn't know was that you could hide some of the applications, uh, which is something that I've wanted to do because what I've done with some of the applications is just move them down to the bottom. But there is a tip which uh, is at Mac Observer and I'll put the link into the show notes. But 
basically you can go into the settings I believe uh, and link to a you find you basically scroll down to a particular application and you can hide it it's under parental controls but I'll put a link to that particular tip in the show notes because I think that's a cracker it it is and it was awesome when 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 Jared asked me if he should write the tip, he's like, well, you know, does this sound any good? And my response was along the lines of, holy crap, write it now. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's superb. So, I mean, notice it's a very leisurely wiggle on the Apple TV as Is well. It, what do you think? It's more leisurely than the iPhone and, 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 yeah, and iPad? Yeah, it's just sort of more like wafting in the wind more than a wiggle. <laughs> Now, now, do we think that Apple actually made a conscious uh, decision to have a wafty wiggle on the TV <laughs> rather than a, a wiggle wiggle on the iOS device? Ooh. Of course they did. Yeah, you're right. You, it goes back to what you said before, Jeff, doesn't it? Everything Apple does is uh, for a reason. My, my guess is that all the jiggly icons on a big screen would look like a chaotic mess. So they slowed it down. So it's just this more casual, laid back, hey, man, move me around, man, sort of thing. I suppose, actually, if it was going too fast, they might have to put up a a warning if you you got epilepsy or something, just in case it did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's only the one app icon wiggles, though. It's not like on iOS you get the whole screen wiggles. (laughs) It's just the one you hold on. It's just that icon wiggles on apple tv and you can move that one about. is that right i've never noticed that yeah. no. and i've done it a few times yeah it's only the single one okay well it doesn't mind yeah, right. mine's jailbroken so it might be different ah, ah how are you getting on with that jailbreak by the way oh yeah brilliant yeah it's great won't be without it but i'm running um i'm running uh atv flash yes so it basically does everything that the apple tv does plus yeah the extra yeah. bits so, yeah, yeah, I, I still don't have a, a feeling to that because obviously I've I've got mine linked up to my iTunes server, which is all the time, which is that Matt Mini. Anyway, I've gone I've gone completely off the board. We don't normally do this <laughs> at the end of the show, but there you go. Um, so, as Guy would normally jump in and say, I think that this is the best show we've ever done. Fantastic that James and Jeff came along, and I think that we are good enough, smart enough, and doggone it, people like us. And yeah. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can also find other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Not Another Mac Podcast, the Mac Specialist Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the Teacher Cast Podcast, the Apple Junkies Podcast, and the All New App Minute Podcast. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Come, we're, we're, we're on the last. We're on the last lap now. We're, we're just about to hand over the the. Um, oh, what again? <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting for this bit so I can restart it again. We'll start it up. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, James is driving us crazy. Yeah, yeah it's going to get a kick up the USB port in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. See, I'm easy to entertain. Well, I'll try. <laughs> well, this is what Steve will say. Well, I'll try not to blow it.